All right, boys and germs, welcome to the Crack Pit, episode number eight. And today it's myself, Damien Hennigan, and I'm joined today by Mr. Chongy. There we go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was going to try and I was gonna try and make the um, the music intro. Oh, fuck the music intro. So today we're actually in the same location, and we're working on the little device that Mr. Sean Brewster's given. And at, the batteries are fucking quite low, but fingers crossed they will last. I'll just keep an eye on the device anyway. But, um, 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 so yes, um, we had episode seven, and there was a lot of interesting things spoke about on es- uh, episode seven. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, myself and Mr. Lee were on the job. Wow. <laughs> that was a... That was a powerful fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Too late for the skiddly diddly. <laughs> well, um, yes, listen, it just, you know, it's, hey, what's life about but fucking new experiences and fucking doing things that you wouldn't normally get an opportunity to do, I suppose. And if the fucking, if, if um, the opportunity comes knocking, aren't you the fool to not fucking dive headfirst in? Or so open straight. up and say, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or literally that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we've got news um, last week about, you know, our, our, our fucking gyms being allowed to reopen. And I suppose, Alex, I'm going to, like, we can be honest, I'm going to be fucking honest here. Um, it, 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 there's a lot of mixed emotions. Very mixed. Very mixed. Do you want to talk about your emotions? Then I talk about mine. Oh, go on. Do you go on. I'll go. I'll talk first, I suppose, and then you can help me through. Help, help me unpack them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look. Now, I think the um, I think the biggest emotion was the um, I, I had some time to think about it. Like when we when they got announced, you know, everyone's like texting, yeah, going, yes, eighth of November, 9th of November, and you're like, yay, yay. Why am I sitting here so unenthused about opening up again? And I thought about it, and it's just the uncertainty. Like when, when I first opened up, when we first closed, then we opened up, felt good after we opened up. And it, it just takes a while. I think like when we closed again on that second lockdown, it was just the uncertainty. Like it was actually easier to close the second time. Like I felt way better about closing. Because so I was like, look, we're closing, bang, 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 bang. And then we were closed long enough for me to be uncertain about the future again. So um, I've started all the, the wheels rolling. Um, so it's, I've started to feel a bit better about it now that I'm, you know, I'm less anxious about what's happening. And I'm starting to feel a bit better because you know, getting people um, you know, sorting out memberships and stuff. So it's feeling better. But I think the first moment, um, yeah, very uncertain, very just not, not keen. Yeah. Um, and exactly the same exactly the same because I, I think I've put this on plenty of my daily crack videos the, the, the scars of what's happened previously are still fucking raw and still very open you know the excitement and the energy we put into that like initial reopening after the first lockdown I'll never forget it but I like we got a date that we could reopen and we were doing outdoor boot camp and I was excited for it I was like it was great to see people there and I was like yes fucking we're going to open and it's going to be good um, and then we when I did reopen I, um, I really overstretched myself we put on all these extra sessions um, there was barely enough time in the day to clean the gym never mind look after all the people in the session it was fucking ridiculous you were pretty you were pretty excited about reopening I do remember yeah I was like Chill. I think you'd put on a hot like because I'd put out a survey and I was like you know I'll just get a survey and just do the the bare minimum 
and you're like, fuck it, I'm opening all the classes, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out, and I'll just keep reassessing. And I was like, yeah, all right, Dave. Yeah. Well, that bit me in the ass, because even though we're only open for two and a half weeks, that two and a half weeks fucked me. It fucked all the coaches as well. Fucked everyone. It, it did. Yeah. yeah. It was so much energy um, put, put in, and you're right, I'll agree with you there about, you know, when we were told that we were locked, we had to lock down again, I was almost delighted. So, oh, thank God, that was my get out of jail free card. Yeah. But um, because then we did get locked down again, like, you know, the the, uns- the feeling I have now is like there's a target on my back. You know, so it's we've reopened or we're allowed to reopen on the night. Well, who, listen, anything can fucking change between now and then anyway. Wasn't there four cases today? Oh, I didn't watch anymore. Who, who cares? I don't yeah. fucking care anymore. But um, we're reopening. And it's, it, how can you move forward with your business in any real way? Like, I'm so reluctant to invest in any, like, equipment-style stuff for the gym because what happens in a couple of weeks' time if cases go beyond these unrealistic standards we're supposed to keep and we're locked down again? How many times are we going to keep doing this shit? Yeah, look, I, I, I reckon we'll be locked down again in, in winter. Next, like, March, April. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. that too. Yeah, like, it's like, you've opened the Pandora's hat, I mean, yeah, Pandora's box, yeah. on the virus. It's a lovely box as well. It's a lovely box. <laughs> it's a beautiful box. And um, it's what's happening in the UK, you know, like, I, everyone's like, <coughs> everyone reckons, like, the lock, like, look, we won't go into Chongi's lockdown theories, but I reckon a massive reason that our cases have come down so low is... Because it's summer. (laughs) You know, everyone's like, nah, nah, it's not summer. It's that we've been all locked down. I'm like, Mm. yeah, but have we really, like, have you been to the supermarkets? Have you been to the, you know, all it took is one person sneezing and we're out again. And I I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I was in the pub that the first night that everything was open back up again, just in my local. Uh, I, I didn't walk in with my mask and the owner there was like Jesus you're supposed to wear a mask I was like oh, fuck I forgot mine um, so he gave me one of the masks there and like I, I wore the mask literally 10 metres until I sat at the table of like 8 other people and the masks were flung away like fucking confetti at a wedding it was they were just they disappeared and we were there for our 2 hours and we were shit talking to having well, I didn't drink any pints because I'm off the pints but um, like I was just looked around at the entire facility or the entire public no one was wearing masks at the table but that but that's been the whole experience of the lockdown yeah like it's not been just isolated to that moment Mm. it was like it's everywhere you go to victorian markets you go to anyway last part last bit last rant on this the protests at victorian market i went to do my shopping there were more people dense inside like five meters from the protests that were dense and looked like they should have been arrested because of social distancing than actually at the protest. So, I don't know. I reckon we'll definitely... There's definitely a lot of uncertainty around it. Um, and, yeah, a lot of a, a lot of changes, I think, need to happen at the gym because of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think from... Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, let, let the dust settle. Let everything, you know, get focus on making... Getting everyone back in, getting everyone happy in training. Getting to the end of November... <laughs> yeah that's what it I, is. Didn't even, I actually had to think about what when you said in the end of November I was like what month are we in <laughs> I was like sitting there going 
Yeah. What is he talking about? <laughs> so the end of November will signify three weeks reopened. Yeah. That'll be, um, that's the first, in my mind, that is the first milestone. Then we'll come into December and obviously we'll have Christmas holidays, whatever. But at the moment, like, you know, Melbourne Cup, Grand Final, all those sort of holidays, they're not really holidays anymore. There's no such thing as holidays at the moment. Um, so you just kind of plow through. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, that, not that we'll be doing this, but I feel like you could just fucking open up on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day and Boxing Day and whatever and just be fucking, you know, just done with it. Like, you know, is it holidays or is it just like, are we just living in days of existence? Well, oh, so this is, this is, this is why I think that we're fucked was, and this is just a general ob- observation of like... I love that we're open again. And I, I sound like a, the darkest, most miserable prick at the moment. But what was up with 1201 and people going to Kmart? Like, did you see that? No, I didn't. So people were lining up to get to Kmart. And like, I'm like, and they're like packing it, like packing it out. And what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, so the, the things that we missed as a, as a, as a culture... <sighs> You know, the, we're all focused on health and we're all, you know, understanding immunity now. We're all virologists. The first thing we want to do as soon as we get out of lockdown is go to Kmart oh. or sink piss. I'm like, motherfucker, every, every one of my members that I've been talking to, or a, a lot of people have messaged me going, probably sunk a bit too much piss during lockdown. And the first thing they want to do is post up on social media I've been sinking piss. I'm just like, I get it. Like, you know, but fuck. It's, it's you know, we want to buy shit and get drunk. Yeah. And. I'm living a material existence. Yeah. I'm like, surely is it like, this is, because I, I think, did I tell you about, one of my friends was talking about a, um, like this um, social 2.0, which is all about having a higher frequency. And I'd get, you could probably, you should probably get Renee in to talk about it. You know, Renee Perbrook? Yeah. Yeah. So she's talking about playing this game, which is all about, I can't, I, I won't know because there's all these different components of it and it all seems quite like getting us to work better. So getting us to be more aware of ourselves, aware of our social circles. And this is, this is probably absolutely incorrect because I just had a quick conversation with her. But as soon as I saw the Kmart photo, I just wanted to text her going, you can play all those games, but these motherfuckers are lining up for Kmart. They've been locked down and they wanted to go to Kmart. I'm like, fuck, go somewhere cool. And what's 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 our game? Can you explain? Oh, I can't. I can't explain the game because he she was so one th- one thing that I the thing that I do remember from the conversation was the game was from someone who organised this world peace race. And in order to be part of this world peace race, you had to show that your country was peaceful. So for a certain period of time, all these countries were like wanting to be on this race and it meant that there was world peace or no conflict for a small period of time in the early 90s mm. i'm paraphrasing that terribly so um but because of that this dude wrote this book and this book is about um you know this this game which you all play and it's about raising the consciousness of humans and you know living on a higher level rah, rah. and then i was like oh that sounds i think she might have messaged me Hold on, let me check it but because of that, I was like, oh, cool. That sounds really good in principle. And, you know, I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then I saw the, I saw the, you know, came out of lockdown. I saw the camera and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> you know. Um, uh, yeah, you know, 
you know, in this amount of time that we have been locked down, you know, it, it'd be nice to say that we've learned something from it. You know, people have like gone a little bit introspective, but I, I think for most people, they were just waiting for the end. So waiting for the end was uh, celebrated by, you know, not having a pint at home, having a pint in the pub or, you know, listen, when we do Jack and Juicy, and I run out of fucking Kmart t-shirts, I should have been in that queue as well. <laughs> and vests and a fucking in, I need to rip off. Um, well, what what did you learn from lockdown? What oh you... fuck, man, nothing. <laughs> uh, what did I learn? I'm not going to fucking start sprouting any wishy washy. But what I had to do is because my fucking business went arseways, I had to adapt to. Bro, you fucking learn heaps from lockdown. You learn. You're you're the one person who I think was productive during lockdown. Yeah. Like, I feel like I quit, went into my, like, hobbit hole, mm. like, and became Gollum. You know, like, I found the ring, I'm like, and I came out, and I'm all pale and shit, and been, like, eating wolfish. You, on the other hand, I feel, have emerged a different uh, beast. Well, yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I didn't like the idea of not being able to do something um, in the field that I know, which is the fitness industry. And um, the, when we got locked down the first time, I had some sort of a kind of a, a blase idea that I was you know, going to start doing stuff online. You know, making something online. But it never really happened because we got an end date uh, of when the gyms could open back up. So this, when we got locked down the second time, I was like, fuck this. And all I done is, I, 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 it's funny how things happen in your life. Like, when you, if you want something, you need something, you're, you're like, fuck it, this has to happen this time. You just, I just, for me, I just start asking questions and I have a VA jam, the Filipino chick. And I, I, I was trying to do this jacked and juicy program and, you know, I wanted a virtual assistant. Virtual, people, yeah, that's the people one. People listening who don't know the terminology. Yeah. So, Damon's got a, an assistant. Yeah, an assistant an in assist- the Philippines. She's gorgeous too. Uh, she lifts, uh, she lifts. She does, she's a crossfitter. Um, 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 but anyway, so I just wanted her help to package this stuff so I could maybe sell it online or do something online. And she was like, well, what? She asked me the question, what are you trying to do with this? And that's exactly what I said, fucking move this shit online. She was like, oh, I work with this American mob that actually help coaches transition online. Maybe I'll put you in touch with them. Sure enough, she did. I had a bit of a chat. There was an investment required. Um, and it was an investment well worth it. Like at the mat, at the moment, at the time, it was a lot, a big investment. I wasn't making money. It was something like over ten grand. But fuck it. What else am I going to be at? I've all this time fucking free. Um, this is something I've tried to do and I've not been able to do it. So why reinvent the fucking wheel? Um, why not just invest in this and see what happens? And it turned out fucking all right. You know, didn't tra- turn out too bad. Didn't turn out too bad at all. Transition to what I would normally do. Like, it's different stuff. It's different working online because it's not about sh- showing someone how to squat, but it's more coaching. And it's more like, um, what what can a person, what can you con- help a person control um, when you're not seeing them face-to-face in the gym? Well, you can help them with their calories you can help them with their macros you can help them be active you can help them with their mindset and the way they think about things and what you do is you slowly improve habits which you know over what i've designed is a, an eight week somewhat program where this is exactly what we do and 
I feel like that's like I used to think it was like 50 50 mm-hmm. but now I think like if you get the mindset you get the nutrition you prop like 10%, 20% is the gym now? 100%. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't mean 100% as in 100% the gym, but you're 100% right. Yeah. Like, like I've got people to com- completely ch- transform their lives and their bodies just by walking and eating properly and getting the headset, getting the fucking what's between the ears working for them, not against them. Yeah. Not against them. And it's, it's been fun. It's been a fucking eye-opener. So when it's come to now opening up the gym and whatever, there's also that element. I'm like, I want to continue doing the online stuff because I'm seeing such great results in it. But I also like being able to coach people face-to-face and showing someone how to squat. Can you imagine how shredded the population would be if we invested as much money in piss as we did in health? Like, can you imagine, yeah. like... How much of a brain, like how much of a fart we would just be like, oh, COVID, ooh, it's like a, it's like someone stubbed their toenail. Yeah. <laughs> True. Keep on going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Carry on. It wouldn't even have, it wouldn't even have phased us. No, nah. even have phased us. But listen, you know, it, 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 drink is a social lubricant, as fucking Joe Rogan would say. It's nice. It's 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 fun. You don't. You're a teetotaler. You don't drink at all. It, well, it's it's nice every. If it's nice if that's not your only way of getting of of experiencing enjoyment, happiness, social interaction. Hundred percent. Like hundred percent. If you need to, uh, if you need to use it to lubricate all the time, yeah. You know, and I think it's become that. You know, like, you know, like every. I remember at the start of lockdown, everyone was like zooming and you know wanting to connect, and then towards the end, everyone was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> like, I don't think I remember having a zoom with my family for ages. But at the start, we we're all like, you know, we all missed it, and then. We all became Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah at that, that the beginning, it was all about, oh, contact someone you, you haven't contacted in a while. Oh, we, we got burnt hard. Yeah. The, the fatigue set in big time. Yeah, right. I fucking can't be arsed with this fucking Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it, it does. It, it wears thin because we're, aren't we, aren't we animals? You know, all, all we want to, you know, like a dog will meet another dog in the park and all it wants to do is sniff its arse. You know, and, and we, we need that as well. You can't sniff someone's arse across a fucking screen. Yeah. You know, it's not the fucking same. Yeah, and you want to be able to, like the way we're sitting down here now, because we've done a lot of these podcasts over the computer. But we, we know each other, but how long could we keep doing that before we'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, Alex. Like, even last week, I wasn't on form to do a podcast because I was, I was all emotional. Um, and because I was all, if, if you were, if you came around to my house like you're doing here, you'd have probably snapped me out of it. Yeah. But I just, I just couldn't. That was illegal. What? Was it was illegal. It wasn't. Legal. <laughs> it was fucking legal. What the fuck? Kids. <laughs> but how many people have been fucking snooping around? Even when I'm chatting my old lad at home, uh, uh, this is brilliant. Tommy Joe Hennigan, uh, uh, he's not going to be listening to this. But if you if you are, fucking fantastic. Um. So at home, what they do? So there's a he's got there's a one of his friends that owns a pub in the fucking boglands of um, Ireland. So the pub can't open. So he invites everyone around to the living room of the pub and they'll, he'll serve them drink in the living room so it'll only be like I think they're only allowed maybe 15 to 20 people in the house so that obviously the pub is connected to the house or whatever so rather than being in the pub because pubs are closed he has them all invited to the living room of the house and he just serves them pints and there's the early crew 
they come in for the early drinking and then Tommy Joe's part of the late, late crew and he, he's the late drinking and I'm like fucking Tommy Joe that's not fucking great girl. oh tis tis is tis mighty you know like I, I didn't want to go there for a few weeks because he wasn't charging us at the beginning but when he started charging us again I didn't mind <laughs> it's good like but that's it Un- all these underground things that are kind of up are like emerging and the way people are kind of starting to socialise in different ways I like that because that is like bush stuffing it's like you know the the uh, the Belgian fucking warehouse party scene. It's like people are going to start popping up these illegal things. Even I'm doing certain stuff that's illegal, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's fucking good. Like for the fucking I don't know fucking going to say it anyway. For the grand final, I had, a, I had a handful of people around here in the house, and it was fucking I don't give a fuck. Stop shaking your head, you bollocks. Who gives a fuck? Um, but it was fucking lovely. It was lovely having people at, over at your house, like and. It, we had this kind of discussion talking about this is probably the future of the way we're actually going to socialise. Like the pubs and going out in nightclubs. Nightclubs in in Melbourne probably will never open again if, if ever. Like Because I always base things around the strippers. You know, if it, when, when you can go to the strippers. <laughs> strip effect, huh? Yeah, the strip effect. Like when, we can, when will we see boobs in strippers again? And when will we be able to get a lap dance? That's fucking probably never going to happen again in Melbourne. But the future... Could possibly uh, possibly be of socialising. It's just going to people's houses. Would you would you go to a strippers if you had to wear a helmet? Uh, you probably yeah. Yeah, they just created this thing where you've like. Yeah. It's really only your face that needs to socially distance. That's right, yeah. So would you, you know they're like astronaut oh, helmet. Yeah, just like hey, welcome strippers. We're just going to put your aspirator on. You know your breathing apparatus. You stick it on, and yeah. you're like, you can you know you're free to touch the titties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd still go. <laughs> Not like you're touching them with your eyes. You yeah, know? true, true. But I, I, like, I feel like it was. I really enjoyed it here at the uh, at that grand final weekend because it was nice. There was a nice group of people. We we're sitting around chatting, and there was a there was people that didn't know each other. So there was that interaction with new people. So my idea, like, let's say you can you can have up to ten people in your house. Well, you invite five people, five of your mates over, and you tell your five mates to invite one of their friends. That. Like, no one knows so then then that's the way we get to meet new people and interact and there's no kick out time you can fucking do as much MDMA as you want you can fucking do fucking um, Jaeger bombs all night long and fucking w- once you feel fucked just oh someone's in me home order an Uber and off you go fucking see you later senior <laughs> see you later fucking senior <laughs> so I like maybe that's it maybe the day of going out and about um, and like getting on the piss in fucking pubs and nightclubs and stuff. Maybe that's done. Mm. I was thinking, I was thinking if, if that was the, if this was the ultimate, the ultimate, uh, if having wearing face masks and social distancing were, was the ultimate effect of globalization. You know, mm. like, you know, when we look back at our, you know, at a year, two years ago where, um, everyone was traveling around and you know when and flights were ridiculously cheap like you could fly to Japan cheaper than you could fly to New Zealand if we'll always look back and go fuck those were the, those were the good times yeah and now because we're all global because of COVID like our face masks and be the new condoms you know because condoms weren't popular before AIDS you know <laughs> this is true <laughs> they weren't though they weren't like you know like um Putting a you know putting something on your dick probably wasn't common you know yeah. and now everyone's like you know whipping them on yeah whipping them on fucking putting them on their heads even yeah <laughs> so yeah I just I just wonder if this was the <clears throat> the 
where we're always going, you know, like to be in order to sit within a globalized culture, was this the the ultimate endpoint, mm. or one of the one of the points we needed to go to, which was you know protecting ourselves from each other. Yeah, you know, because we're I mean, have you heard of Dunbar's one fifty? That's right. Yeah, 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 I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah we're meant to be in, well. Trends. Our communities generally start breaking and being fragile after one fifty, and that we can't maintain those connections. But we're all maintaining those connections because of Facebook. But there's, you know, it's nice. It's nice deleting a few people from Facebook. Once you start getting on a roll, you just like delete, 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 and then you're like, oh, I don't like that person. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the principle I'm taking moving forward with my gym and reopening up. Like I would have always strived for 120 members, 150 members, in order to make enough money so I could fucking survive. And that's hard work. Because it's a lot, of, it's, it's basically that exactly what you're saying. You're increasing the size of your tribe. And when you increase the size of the tribe, you start to lose touch with who the people are. There's, there's less of that personal experience. And we run facilities, CrossFit gyms, functional, facility, functional fitness facilities where it's all about the interaction with someone. We don't sell memberships where you can just come in and go down the back there and just start squatting yourself. We sell a membership where you could become part of the community. So my plan moving forward is to reduce the size of that community to 70 people. And I feel that's a, a number that can be very easily managed. If there's a dickhead in the community, you get rid of them. You allow the next person in. But it's going to be like, do you fit into what we do here? There'll be, a, uh, there'll be ways of eliminating it. Okay, first of all, how we train. We train for strength. If you're looking for big, long cardio style workouts, this isn't the gym for you. You're going to be using a barbell. You're going to be using sandbags. You're going to be moving odd objects. You're going to be climbing ropes. You're going to be learning skills that you wouldn't normally get in a normal gym. If you don't want to learn those skills, this isn't the gym for you. You're going to be required to socialize. You're going to be required to participate in stuff online, but also participate on external stuff, like coming to parties, coming to workouts that we do outside, and taking MDMA, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your induction. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But And understand that about me. I'm the owner of the fucking facility. I've gone, I've gone off the drinking there recently, but I'm, st- like, I, I'm not gone off it completely. I love going out getting smashed. I love going out uh, fucking getting me tits, my face rubbed into tits. I love going out taking MDMA. I love going to a bush rave. I love my psychedelic trance. I'm the one that's kind of putting this all down there. If that's not something that gels with you and you don't like a, a personal trainer or a gym instructor or a gym owner that does any of those things, it's not the fucking gym for you. Simple. But if you, if you don't mind having a bit of a party, you don't, I'm not saying you have to be a fucking pisshead, but if you don't mind a bit of a party, you like fucking trance music, you like lifting heavy weights, you like to fucking work hard, you like to look good naked, you like to fucking have a party at the weekend, by Jesus, I think you found your fit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I reckon there's There'll 70, be 70 people. Yeah. Exactly. I reckon there's definitely 70 people out there like that. In the whole of Williamstown, Newport, Altona, Norton Hall, Altona area, even fucking as far as um, Yarraville. If you're out there, look me up. Because um, I'll promise you every year, well, apart from this year, a fucking sick Halloween party. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's what I want to offer. I, I, don't want to be, I don't want to become this regimented, typical fitness thing where it's like, oh, you must eliminate this from your... your you can't be drinking... You can't eat carbs. You must train three times a day. You must do this. You must do that. You must do that. No, 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 no. I, I get that that's a way of doing things, but it's not my way. 
And if you want something like that, there's plenty of places out there that will do that for you. So yeah. find them. But my facility now moving forward is going to be fucking rocking. Yeah. Fucking rocking. And it's going to be a gym that I'm going to be happy to turn up to to coach cunts. Well, if, if, if that's, that's pretty powerful. Like if you, if you rock in and everyone is believing that ethos, you know, it's, uh, it'll, be, yeah, it'll be crazy. Like you, yeah, it'll be epic. Absolutely. Can you imagine the parties? 70 lunatics. Fucking <laughs> giddy up. Jesus. <laughs> be good though. It'd be good. But I think that's the important thing because I'm not going to put fucking dolls in windows pretending I'm something when I'm not. Yeah. I've been in this industry for far too long and I've, I, I, I had that approach at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, so, do you drink? Oh, no, no. I think no. that's where it started. I remember when uh, we were doing the affiliate solution stuff. Mm. So if, you were, if that was called the Gen Pop solution, what would you call this solution? Demo solution. Demo solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's... I don't know if there's even a fucking name on it, but just a fucking a real solution. It's the real solution. Like, and I think like that's what I've learned in the course that I'm doing. It's called Authentic, Authentic Attraction uh, to go online. And they're like, you put yourself out there the way you are and you will attract the people that you want to coach. Yeah. Because I want to I wanna fucking work with people that don't mind a bit of a drink, that I want to eat normal food, but I, I just they don't know how to shift those extra pounds. Um, and I'm like, my method is like, okay, I drink piss, I eat whatever food I want, but I'm not a fucking dickhead about what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly the sort of people I'm working with. Everyone I'm working with online, I fucking love because they're fucking awesome. And they've found me and they've liked my stuff and they've reached out to me because of the stuff I put out there. And the stuff I put out there is 100% me. Yeah. My daily cracks, a lot of people are offended by my daily cracks. I've got, I've got a, a serious amount of fucking hate mail on a daily basis. I don't care. That's good. If that, if that, if the shit I'm putting out there annoys you, oh fuck off! I, I'm not going to work with you anyway. So good. Can we, can we read some of that hate, man? I, it was on my phone. I, I, bl- I blocked this guy, but it was um, one guy called me a weapons grade tosser. Oh wow! Yeah, that was good. I like that one. But in saying that, in getting that hate mail, then I, I get mail from people. I got a fucking chick from New York saying, "Man, this, my shit's the best shit she's ever heard in her life." So the thing is. You gotta ignore those shitty comments. Yeah. And I've got a fair few of them. But good, the more shitty ones I get, the more I know I'm gonna get good ones too. Yeah. So you gotta be fucking, you know, you gotta not sit on the fence, I suppose. Your daily cracks have gone from like no one, I think like a few people engaging mm-hmm. to like fucking loads of people engaging. Yeah. Are they just, are they all like randoms or are they just all? And a lot of the people I know, but there's a fair few I don't know, I've never mm-hmm. met. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, it's good. It's man. Do you know the reason why? It's because I'm putting out them, putting them out there regularly. Yeah. You know that's the key to it all. You know, if I'm trying to reach a bigger audience through my social media, so, social media is now my my tool for getting leads and getting clients. So if I want clients and I want to work with people, I just gotta put the stuff out there constantly. Yeah. Three forms: live videos, daily cracks. Um, long form posts where I write story about myself or something I've gone through and then the short engagement posts and you do that on a fucking on a daily basis the work the work the but work. It, it's fun I, you've seen how long I've been doing fucking daily cracks for since I was on 14 man yeah fuck. but not as consistent as I've been doing them right now like yeah they've ramped up good mm. it's good I'm jealous of how much engagement you're getting it's so so good so many hearts 
I know. Somebody else. You know. It's good, man. Like, and it's... Like, I'm not... I'm only shouting my opinion to people. And I... I mean, I don't know if my opinion's right. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm willing to change my opinion, 100%. So, but I'm voicing my opinion on my channel. That's all it is. Um, if it resonates with someone in some sort of way, shape, or form, good, bad, or indifferent, that's fine with me. Yeah. You know, so... It is what it is, man. And I think, it, it, you know, for me, running a business in any sort of way, shape, or form moving forward, and I, and, I, and I want to take someone's money for them like for them to work with me, I want to be able to work with that person. So by the stuff I put out there, if that eliminates some of those people, that, that's good. That's well, good. You, well you, you've gone online through COVID. COVID's pushed us all online, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Only fans accounts. Only okay. fans. <laughs> Only Chong. <laughs> That's that one of those. Yeah. I'll find I'll find my market. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Mm. Spearfishing.com. You get the idea. I'm sure there'll be people out there that want to jack over someone what doing a, killing a fish with a spear. Oh mate, this huge. There's a there's a there's a big market of people doing that stuff at the moment. It's crazy. Mm. Just the vlogs. Yeah. I just don't love one thing though. I love all things. All things yeah. yeah. I've got to focus though. Online it's like you're almost pigeonholed into liking one thing. You can't be a a generalist you have to be online you have to be very kind of specialist yeah mm. good yeah good well that's exciting that's good i think you are definitely one of the people that i feel have, have evolved yeah. during the uh the covid pandemic well, thanks <clears throat> I, I, I probably haven't noticed it but yeah just i don't know I just do what you're gonna do i suppose mm. that's good um yeah no the, so is it are you going to change the name of uh the, the gym the gym quite possibly yeah um listen crossfit has um, done great things for me at the fucking moment the priority is definitely not changing the name like i have bigger fish to fucking fry yeah so at the moment what i want to do is get people back in training my training style isn't going to change. It's whoever left there a couple of months ago, like they like that we lift the barbell. They like that we use the yoke. That we they like that we climb ropes. We train in a style of training that suits people that want to do Spartan and obstacle races and stuff like that. That's the stuff we do, and that's the stuff I love. Plus, we squat shitloads. So that ain't changing. So whatever name is on the fucking door, whether it's the fucking Crack Den, or fucking Hennigan Fitness, or fucking, fucking, no, was it fucking Glory Hall Central? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what the fuck, it, it'll be the same training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, and um, the fucking name really, at the end of the day, is irrelevant. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so. Like it. Like it. Walking along. It's good, man. Yeah. So, another topic we're going to talk about today was relationship. Relationships. Do we have to go into relationships now after we've talked about how, how we've gone through COVID? Do you know what? I don't know. Is it? Is it? I. I, I ah, like fuck it. it. We will. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go, yeah oh, we will. Okay. We will. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> no choice. Okay. I was like, <laughs> fuck. All right. I was like, how do we? How do we seg segue into relationships? Ah, fuck it. We, we we don't need to worry about segues. We're just fucking. What is a relationship? I was, I was thinking about this on the way over because I was like, oh, I've got a. I've got to like figure out because I, I did look a lot of research into it like back back in the day yeah. but I've forgotten it because I'm in an alright relationship and I'm happy but for most people I feel like when you ask someone what is a relationship to you mm. and if you weren't able to have sex with that person how would you define a relationship 
you know, like what is the difference between our relationship versus your relationship with another person? And I think a lot of people, if you take out the sex factor, it's very difficult for them to define. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a good fucking question. And I think that's the first, that's where I'd start for most people is what is it to you if you couldn't have sex? Yeah, fucking good. Did good. you did you did you really want to go there? Yes, <laughs> I'm super glad. I'm super glad. That's a good. That's <clears> a bloody good question. And anyone listening, fucking ask yourself that one as well. I like from the relationships I've been in. I like. I definitely think I haven't been friends with that person that you're with that you're having sex with. <laughs> it needs to be pretty important. You need to be able to, like me and you fucking get on, we, we, we talk, we, we debate, we can disagree, but when we disagree, it's not the fucking end of the world. You know, I, I, that to me is an important thing. You, you should be able to fucking criticize without the other person blowing up at your criticisms. And likewise, you should be able to accept criticism, not be going, oh, fuck you, you fucking thing. Like, as... Like, that's what we do me and you to each other and that's me and Lee and fucking any of my mates we're there as kind of like alright oh, boys this is what I'm thinking what do you think even my best friend Bianca um, she's very quick to tell me what I should and should not do and I respect that but why does sex have to change that because it does it do- yes it does but why do you think it does change that I think because you want to have the sex, so sometimes you hold back on the things. So let's say you do get criticized or you do, someone does say something to you, you might be like, oh, I don't want to start or rock the boat here because I want the sex. Yeah. But I think understanding that principle as to what a relationship is for you aside from a friendship, because for most people, it's just a friend that I have sex with. Yeah. You know, and if you can understand that that's, concept like for me a relationship is like both Loz and I want the same things um, we're stronger together than we are apart but we aren't enmeshed with each other like you know Loz can have her own time and I can have my own time but it took us a while to get to this point mm-hmm. you know where sometimes you know we just sit together in a in a well an example of this would be you know, we are, we are, we live in the same space and we can co-inhabit the same space, but we don't always have to be in each other's faces. If she's in a bad mood, doesn't mean I am, I'm in a bad mood. Mm. But I think for a lot of people, the relationship is this, I'm not happy unless I'm in a relationship. Yeah. So I guess first and foremost, that that's where that, I think I've been talking to you about attachment theory is what is your understanding of, cause that's what a relationship is. It's, yeah. it's how you attach to someone. You, you know, um, if we both have, if we were able to, if you understand that and you understand why you're attaching to that person, then you can then kind of, I guess all the peripheral stuff becomes a little bit, um, easier to understand, but most people I don't think actually understand what a relationship is or, or, or have defined it so that they know where it sits in their life yeah. because for some people it becomes their whole life. So, but that was like, that was me before I read attachment theory. <laughs> Yeah, and then I try to like work on it and define it and go, you know, because you know half the time you're like, I always think of it like if I can't if I can't deal with myself from three years ago, how can I expect myself to find the perfect one? You know, everyone's like, oh, I'm looking for the one. And I'm like, well, what is this one? They're like, oh, you know, and and they've kind of fantasized that like it's this magical thing, and the one doesn't exist. 
you actually make the one, but you've also got to make concessions for the one because sometimes the one's going to be a bitch. Yeah. Sometimes they haven't had their cookies. Yeah. You've got to like, they've been training too much and you've got to like feed them cookies before you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Not talking from personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> Joking. Yeah. No, man, that's, that's good. Like I, I'm bad at relationships. I'm fucking bad at them. Um, but what, what is a relationship though? Yeah, you? well, that's, that's the thing. I probably don't have a proper definition of it. I, don't, I haven't worked out in my own head. Yeah, and what it is, because you you spoke to me about the that the attachment theory stuff, and there's this test you can do online to figure out what attachment you are. And uh, I get uh, uneasy when people get too close, and I push them away when when they're short. Why is that? Then? Yeah, <laughs> here, we, here we go. Buddy. Why is that? Um, psychologist Alex. Um, yeah, well, that that you know, it probably stems from being younger. Um, when like bits and bobs weren't going too well at home, so you 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 had to do, you felt like, because it comes down to your primary caregiver, doesn't it? Like you know, man, mummy and daddy issues, mate. That's, that's where it's right. At. Yeah, that's yeah. Where it's at. And just the stuff that would have happened when I was younger. That and I I used this term before when I was talking to a counselor about like I felt abandoned, and I think. I feel like that. That's um, man. When that word, that word's like a trigger word for a counselor's aid. Eh? Yeah. When they they're like, "What? What'd you say?" Oh yeah. Oh, we know what your problem is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Let me tell you. <laughs> so uh, the, I suppose the the, the knock on effect for me is that like you know, rather than deal like dealing with the abandonment, I just fuck away from the situation because that's what I was younger. I left home quite early, not ridiculously early, but I when when I got the opportunity to go to college. I didn't come back from college basically. I just stayed gone. And that was my way of dealing with probably stuff. Um, I'm I'm working on fixing those things definitely in the last year or so, which has been a massive improvement, but there's obviously a ways to go. But I've seen what I've done in relationships. I've seen what I've done. Like, you know, I, I've, I, like, I've had great women in my life the whole way through. Um, and, you know, it gets to a certain point where maybe we move in together or, you know, things might be getting a little bit serious. And then all of a sudden it's like a switch that goes off of me. I'm like, no, I don't want this anymore. And I, 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 I literally push the person away. They've done nothing wrong. They've done nothing wrong. Except I, I have just begun like no, nah, no. Nah. But I haven't explained to them. But I, then also in the past I haven't understood this about myself as well. So now that I do, like you're saying, and you like the you brought it up, you you recognise these behaviours. So then if these behaviours start to happen again, you can do something about them. About them. But again, if the relationship isn't working, it's just not working, no matter what. But you've got to know what it is first. What, what relationship is? Yeah. Am I do- dodging? I'm dodging the story. Well, no, you just got to know what it is first. Because yeah. if it's not like, if it's, if it's just two people getting along all the time. Yeah. If that's what your definition of the relationship is, then yeah, it's probably not going to work. Because that mm. doesn't work out. Like two people don't get along 100% mm. of the time. Of course. And as soon as you, you know, you go, oh, okay, well, we're not getting along. Does that mean it's over? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not over because we still have sex. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. So you kind of got to... Um, I goes. I think one of the things was there's that when I was in Thailand, I spoke to this old guy, and I always go back to the story because I when I was young, I was a, I was like traveling around Thailand and Asia, and I, always, I thought I have something to learn from everyone. And this guy goes, oh, I think it was like a Buddhist thing, but he was like, oh, men and women will never get along because man wants the woman and woman wants the man. When they both want a relationship, that's when you know that's when it works out. Oh. So. 
but you'll figure out what the relationship fucking thing is yeah. first. And you know, if it is for you, it's just you guys getting along all the time, then someone's going to make a concession at some point to, you know, but if you go, okay, well, we don't always have to get along where, you know, this, this whole world is built on a relationship yeah. on like this, the premise of the world is built on a monogamistic relationship. Mm. Insurance, it's illegal to cheat on your partner. You know, they can claim or I don't know if this is all true, but um, it's the, the whole world, the structure of our world is built upon that. Mm. And yeah, and you are stronger together. You know, like you can, you, as long as you make each other stronger, then, and you accept each other's kind of like freakiness. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's well. That's exactly it. You're fucking. You're you're hammering the nail right in the head there. We all need our own. We all come into a relationship with our own things, and if 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 you do build up in your head this ideal thing that you want, uh, from life or well, good luck, you'll be forever trying to find it because you'll never find it because there's no one out there like that. But if, I mean, if it's just good sex, then you just go to a brothel, you know, like that's the... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, even then it's... But then you go, oh no, it's friendship and sex. And it's like, okay, well, open up, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, fucking, what is it to me? Um, you don't have to do it, you don't have to figure it out in the podcast, bro, but you, you'll figure it out. Yeah, 100%. But I, I like... Listen, it doesn't have to be the tradition, it doesn't have to be a traditional... Um, definition of it one either Not true, yeah. it just has to be something that you because you'll attract the thing that you want that's right yeah so but you've got to figure out what that is first mm. because what it was for you maybe was not realistic you know yeah. or maybe it was but all relationships end for you so maybe that is a relationship that you wanted what a, a, non, a no relationship one that ends <laughs> one that ends <laughs> yeah fuck that well, there you yeah. go. But you got to define what you want, though, right? Like you've defined what you want for your business. Yeah, you know, very clear on that. Mm. Why can't I do that for the other aspects of my life? Oh, it's it's having that. It's information. I think it wasn't like I was. It wasn't like I woke up one morning and kind of went, "Ooh, that's what attachment theory is." I, you know, spent some time reading up on it. So yeah, research. and then you know, and then trying to you know trying to get to the essence of well, what is it that. A relationship is and then I'm like oh okay because it's it's one of those things like when someone asks you such a obvious question you're like well I've never had to define it because it's really obvious but when you do define it you can then seek to kind of work towards it yeah or work on it or accept it for what it is but if you can't define it then you know so that was my that was my my salient point that I came to is like well, does, what is what is a relationship to uh, to demo you know is it like because we have a relationship we just don't have sex yeah you know um you know is it is it different from it's it's definitely different from Loz and I you know Loz and I have a relationship but we work together on our on our things and we want we want I think it primarily starts at do you want the same shit you know yeah, if you 100%. want the same shit yeah then perfect. Then you can work through your shit. Yeah, you need to be heading in the same direction. That yeah. is for sure. And that comes down to your values and whatever. And do your values align. That's why like people at work get together. Yeah. That work. At work get together. Yeah, well, like, well, sure, that's been my track record, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake. Don't shit where you eat. I should write the book on um, shitting where you eat. But and it's normal because yeah. you, you have similar values, you have similar goals. Mm. You know, so... Why wouldn't you want 
yeah. that out of a person. Like the only difference is, and there's a thing called, um, is when you rely on that person for the fulfillment of those oh. goals, you know, or, or the, not maybe the fulfillment of those goals, but like, like your happiness, mm. you know, when you're so enmeshed with that person that you think I need, I, the only way I can be happy is with, with them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fucked up. It is fucked up. Yeah. You know, so when is like, that's fucked up for them and it's fucked up for you because mm. one, you are rely, you're externally putting your emotion on someone else. And two, I don't want that fucking responsibility. I don't want to be responsible for your emotions. That's right. You know? Yeah. No, you have to. And I can call you a little bitch whenever I want, you know? Exactly. You, yeah, you got to, what is it? The, 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 couple, the couple of basic human needs um, is uh, love, uh, security, and self-esteem. But you have to find them from within yourself first before you can, because if you don't have any of those three things inside you or you're lacking one of them, you seek it elsewhere. And when you seek it elsewhere, that, that's a sign of the, your, your insecurities. And in order to be a good partner moving into a relationship, you need to be able to find that from you. And if you have that within you, then you become a very worthy person to be in a relationship. But is the person you're getting in a relationship, are they lacking some of that stuff? Because if they are, that's going to sponge off you or that, that'll be sponged off you. And that will end up, in some relationship draining you and sapping your energy and um some sometimes you can help a person with that stuff but if they are so conditioned that their own self-esteem or their own security or any of that sort of stuff is threatened and they see it in you that's it's coming back to our point they're gonna they're gonna sap that from you yeah and i think if you can under but if you understand their attachments type mm. then you can pacify it to a certain degree yeah. like if you know someone's an anxious type the anxious people tend to um care more about how the other person is feeling that's right yeah. you know so if you if but you're say an avoidant in that you don't care but you go okay well we want the same things you can be like you know after dinner after having a date or something you could message them going hey i had a really good time i'm looking forward to seeing you this yeah. you know in x amount of days and then if they understand your type, they'll be like, oh, obviously he's made an attempt to do that. Yeah. Good on him. But it also pacify there. So what, what tends to happen is the more you do that with someone who's anxious, the more that they go, that you reinforce, that you, you, you can move them to a secure part, yeah. you know. But you've, got to, you've also got to call them on their shit every time, every now and then. Yeah. But, um, and I think that's where I've gotten in trouble because I'm the avoidant type. Yeah. And I... I, I, I you know, I'm just chilling out. I'm happy in my own bubble. I'll see you when I see you. But I've uh, like I've been with girls before that like you know want to see you quite a bit, and then that creates friction. Then it becomes a thing about like you know, uh, who who's organising to do anything? If you don't do it, I'll, it'll never happen. And I'm like, oh fuck, oh, fuck, what the fuck? What's happening here? But it, again, for me, I'm not recognising that. But you you'll get to a point where I think when you do go, okay, well I do want. I do recognize that maybe I want a relationship or I'm an avoidant and you go, well, but I want to take the next step or whatever. I don't know. I don't think it has to be a yes or no answer, but when you're there, you go, okay, cool. Let's, you know, let's, let's see what, you know, let's see what I can do to kind of um, make myself secure and put a, you know, not avoid relationships, but put a place where this is a, what a relationship is for me in my life, mm. you know? Um, 
Or not, we'll just have hookers and jet skis. Hookers and jet skis! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the idea of fucking making stupid money, isn't it? That's the goal for 2021 as yeah. a jet ski. But I, I, like, I watched that guy, Dan Brazarian, who was like, uh, it was an idol of mine for a while, you know, and his lifestyle, and he just has women around the whole time, and he pays for that. Uh, like, as, as fucking cool as it looks and see, it seems, it's not the life I want. I know that. You know, I, I, I see my dad the way he is. And I, I actually should have asked him, did I? Because like, he's, my parents are split up. And um, he's just, he's in his 70s and he's just talking about his, uh, himself just happy out. And doesn't seem to be fucking too bothered about fucking women wrecking his tits or anything like that. He just does his thing. He has women that he sees and whatever, but nothing that's like a permanent fixture or anything like that. And, you know, everyone has this idea that, well, you have to be in a relationship in some way, shape or form. And I remember having a conversation with someone at home when I went out home for um, um, a wedding. And they're like, because I was like, I was after breaking up with someone at the time and I was like, oh, I just want to be single forever. And they're like, oh, Jesus, you don't want to be on your own forever. For fuck's sake. You don't want to be like this, like, you know, they were, they used the... They picked on a certain person that I know from home who's an old man who lives on his own, but he just goes up and down to the, the pub um, every night and he's fucking happy out at it. Now, when he's coming home from the pub, he could end up falling into the ditch and that's where he could spend the night. But, you know, like, but they're looking at him as like he has a, a sad, lonely existence. But does he? Like, unless, you're, unless you know this person... And unless you, you you're 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 talking to them and you they're like oh fuck I'm sad and lonely and like you don't fucking know that well I I look at the way my dad is and he seems perfectly happy seems perfectly happy now I don't maybe he's not maybe he's not maybe he would love to have someone there but I think he's always spoke about Margaret my mother as you know that when we were drunk when I was it it she don't she's the only woman I ever love you know and I'm like fucking. That's fucking deep. <laughs> and they're still friends with one another, so they're still in each other's lives. So maybe he's just content. Because a friend of mine, Daryl Loftus, that's the word he that's the, the question he'll always ask people. It's not like the question that you 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 know, when you meet someone for the first time, oh what's your name, what's your job, and all that everyone wants to know your your material worth. Um but his his question is, uh, are you content? And I think that's a lovely question because it it it, it just it may, it makes you kind of go oh oh fuck am I am I content? What makes one content? Well, I think Jordan Peterson or Jordan in one of those Jordan Peterson lectures that I'm going to send to you, we aren't we don't actually pursue as a human need we don't well we don't actually pursue happiness as we just want to avoid being not miserable. Yeah, you know like. That's what we want to avoid. Like, if, I, if you have to choose between, like, not miserable and fuck, you know, or, like, oh, that's what we move away from, you know, not miserable. So, I think, you know, I think if you know what makes you content, but, that you know, you say, I think you've said, you know, everyone's fearful of being alone, mm. but you're all alone when you die. That's right. You know, and you should totally talk to your dad before he dies, because he has, mm. he has little, he has, I, I feel like we as a, as people are just echoes of our parents That's right, yeah. and there'll be like everything that you're going through now i feel your dad would have gone through at some point yeah and he'll understand 100 percent. you're probably like yeah you'll probably be that chilled old dude in 10 years yeah. and you'll probably be fine con- contentment and if you think okay that's cool like my dad's happy now is content now mm-hmm. you'll probably find contentment yeah. 
yeah. I love it. He, had, he had one series. I, I I went home on Christmas. Um, he had he had a chick on the go. Um, and I asked. Her, I was like, Jesus has I want username. Has this has this one been around lately? And he's like, Oh, she has, but only at weekends, and not every weekend. <laughs> Like, oh, you're an animal. Wow. It just seems he's got to the point in his life where he's just doing his thing. He doesn't give a fuck. What's your dad's name? Tommy Joe. Tommy Joe. Yeah. Tommy Joeisms, I think. Yeah. That's what we need need more of. I think so. He's a happy con. Like, you know, he's fucking friends with everyone. He's friends with, like, even my mates, uh, my age group. He's friends with them. He's just... He's just that fucking chap in the pub. He'll be up to fucking have the dance. He'll, he'll, he'll go out of his way to help you. But he tells it, he'll tell you like it is as well. He's not afraid to fucking ruffle some feathers. That's for fucking sure. So when I go home, it's fun. It's fun hanging out with him. It's, fun. Yeah. it's good crack. Yeah. I think, I think have a look at like... It's, it's interesting to find... Because I think now we're in a society where one... No one's really going to be alone. You know, like... I, you probably do... You probably have, there are probably older people who are, who suffer from loneliness, but you know, until that point, like really, you know, you would, you would struggle pretty hard to, to be alone, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, you have, you have to go out your way quite a bit to isolate yourself. Yeah. You would have to, because unless you're an absolute cunt to everyone around you, there's always going to be someone that will tap on your door and be like, Hey, Mr. Alex. You coming out to play? Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. 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 We won't. No one should. No one should ever end up fully alone. Yeah. Yeah. We're too connected. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So defining a relationship allows you to find the relationship that you truly want. That's the moral of this story, is it? Mm, I think defining a relationship is the and whether or not you even want one. Mm. You know. Because, but I think defining the relationship is, is, is what it, not, not the person that you want or the fucking, you know, just what it is in your life, yeah. you know, what it represents, you know, um, and that would be the first step, I think, for, uh, for this process, mm. <laughs> the process, process yeah. um, and then, yeah, maybe knowing, yeah, and, but it's all about self I think it's about, yeah, knowing yourself and knowing what it represents to you. Um, I don't know if we've been talking. 57 minutes. Oh, wow. How long have we talked for 57 minutes? We're good. We're good at shite talking. The battery, the low battery thing is flattened. Well, what do you think? Do you want to wrap it at that? I think so, wrap it at that. And then okay. next time we'll talk about how our gyms have opened. <laughs> Actually, be the day before yeah. our gyms have opened. Uh, well, it will, it will there be an update around then whether Anthem has changed or not? Because the, the ninth is still a little bit away. Anthem can happen. Four cases today. Could be fucking ten tomorrow. Oh, lads. Fuck's sake. Man. Well, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I would be okay if we just had Australia New Zealand bubble. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Giddy up. Do we, wait, do we have to play the Irish music? Right oh, you can, yeah, you get the Irish music on and I'll sign this out if you can find it. Um, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, hold on, Alex is trying to get the... We still have to create the, the intro, outro jingle. Are we going? <laughs> Fiddly D potatoes. <laughs> so, boys and girls, thanks a million for listening to another episode of the Crack Pit Podcast. That didn't last long, did it? No, you're saying, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Oh, yeah, and 
Yeah, we're fucking signing off, Alex. We're done. Yeah, thanks for listening. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs>